Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We're going to head off to the uh, River Cree Resort Casino Hotline and go to our Oilers Now headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk. That's W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. He spent five seasons in the Edmonton Oilers organization, four and a half of those as head coach of the Oilers farm team in Oklahoma City, uh, and then was interim head coach uh, with Edmonton, then went and won a Calder Cup as head coach of Grand Rapids for Ken Holland, the last four years as an assistant with the Dallas Stars. He's now in Hershey, Washington's farm team as head coach. We welcome back to the show. He's a busy guy right now, so uh, we appreciate him taking time. Todd Nelson. Todd, welcome back to Oilers Now. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. How about you? Good. Why don't uh, without revealing too much, uh, your uh, your your household's pretty busy over the course of a couple weeks here, isn't it? Yeah, you know what? Uh, we're heading up to Michigan tomorrow. Uh, my daughter's getting married up there, so we're driving up there tomorrow. Um, the wedding's on Saturday, then we're heading back down here to Texas, and then I'm packing up and heading out towards Hershey. Uh, so uh, now, do you have to drive up there because it's a it's a wedding, and of course, you know the father has a responsibility when the daughter gets married, or is it more of a fifty fifty situation? I'm just I'm channeling. Tori turned nineteen on the weekend, so I'm channeling this away. Uh, you know, we put money away for school. How much money do we need to put away for the wedding as well? Uh, quite a bit, Bob. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, suffice to say, you didn't pay quite, or you didn't spend quite as much on yours back in the day. No, not quite as much. But uh, you know what? It's a pretty casual wedding. My daughter's kind of doing the country western theme, um, so it's a bit cheaper. We're having it at a ranch, which is going to be a lot of fun. But we're driving up because we have to bring up a lot of stuff from Texas. Okay, yeah, going to fit on a plane. So there you go. Uh, speaking of Texas, the last four years in Dallas, uh, you know, an older veteran team. You guys uh, had a heck of a series. Your goalie was off the charts against the uh, Calgary Flames. Maybe just give me, you know, uh, the job that uh, Bones and Rick Bones did, uh, taking over a somewhat different. different Difficult situation. You guys ended up uh, playing all the way to the Stanley Cup final one year. You got you had a pretty good run in uh, Dallas over the last four years, didn't you, Todd? Yes, and you know what? It was really weird. I think everybody went through it. You know, obviously with the pandemic um, happening, our, our second season, um, you know, Monty got let go, and then it was kind of in scramble mode. Uh, the good thing was is that we had four guys on our staff that were head coaches before, so it was a pretty seamless transition for um, Jimmy Neal and so like but it, it was a really tough uh, couple of years especially during the pandemic uh, like the bubble in Edmonton um, I think the NHL did as good a job as they could have done uh, but still it was it was mentally grueling and uh, had a good run there as you mentioned um, playing the Stanley Cup finals was a thrill for me even though it was an empty building it was uh, it was awesome but uh, in the next year uh, we're pretty banged up we had to play some like 47 games and uh, 78 nights because we had the winter snowstorm and we got hit hard by COVID. And so we missed the playoffs that year. But this past season we got in, like you said, we uh, took Calgary to overtime in game seven. A lot of people thought that we were going to get swept. Uh, so, like, it was a pretty interesting four, four years well, here in Dallas. Well, I want to just talk just briefly, just circling back to that. I don't, like, you know what, there's different, like, Red Deer, as an example, had kids live in their building. 
uh, in the WHL during the bubble. Um, I can't envision. Is there any way to maybe explain to our listeners? Just, I mean, it affects each person, each player differently. But if you like your freedom, or you like to, like you guys. It had to have been challenging, and, and I was not in the bubble in Edmonton during that stage. We weren't in the building. Uh, last last season, 2021, Todd, we didn't travel. This past year, we, we traveled again as broadcasters. But, it, it you know, was there a psychological battle for some of your players towards the tail end of that uh, playoff bubble in 2020 in Edmonton? You know what, there was. But, you know what, like as a coaching staff, we talked about it, and we tried to we try to incorporate incorporate as lot um, a lot of family stuff. So we have, you know, like uh, family send videos, like wives, parents, and we show them at night after our team meeting because we basically played every other day there. Well, yeah. They wanted to, like they wanted the games to happen quick and get us out of there so nobody got COVID in there and all that stuff. But it was mentally grinding. Um, I kind of liken it to actually I watched watched the movie yesterday, Shawshank Redemption. Like uh, it's like a glorified Shawshank. Like it's not like you're in prison. But you know, like you have well, three three restaurants, which which were fine. But like you just couldn't go anywhere. Like there were stretches where um, I never saw sunlight for about seven days, just because I never went outside. And so, like uh, from that aspect, it is is pretty difficult. But we tried to, as a staff, to make it um, appealing to the guys. We had an older group, so the guys all missed their kids and their and their wives and that. Um, but the guys got through it and they did a good job. And um, like I said, like anytime you make it to the finals, it's a pretty decent year. All right. Uh, you uh, were with the Dallas staff that took Calgary to seven games this year. We watched the emergence of Jake Ottinger, but I think as, as great as he played, he was terrific in that series. There were some other players that stepped up and had big seasons for you guys this year, weren't there? Yeah, you know what? Uh, when you look at that Hintz line, uh, it was a very strong line for us all year with Jason Robertson and Joe Podolsky. Uh Rupe Hintz and, and Robertson are going to be very strong players. They're going to put numbers up. You know, Merrill Haskinen, he's always been a star, but he cranked it up during the playoff run. You know, and then, you know, J- Jake was there to backstop us. So, like, there's a, a pretty bright future, even though the team's a bit older. There's some good young talent coming up. We have some good junior kids coming up. Uh, so, I think Dallas is a, in a pretty good spot right now. Were you surprised that Edmonton beat Calgary? You know what? No, not really. You know, I thought uh, you know it, was, it, was, it came down to goaltending for me, and that's that was the biggest thing. And obviously, Everton got that and, and helped them out. But uh, anytime you go through a seven-game series, and like we play a pretty heavy game, yeah. um, maybe I got to Calgary a bit. I, that's that's what I thought too. I mean, we know we found out after that Kachuk wasn't the same guy. All right, so you've you've, you've gone from being you know a, a longtime AHL head coach uh, in Oklahoma City. You, you got a you got a look with the Oilers briefly during an interim run. Then Ken Holland hires you in Detroit's organization and win the Calder Cup. Now the last four years in Dallas. Now you're back to the AHL as a head coach, kind of. Because Hershey's about a pro-run American Hockey League affiliate, uh, Wilkes-Barre and Hershey. Those are the two that kind of, I don't know, am I wrong on this, Todd? Or is there something about the way that organization is? Because they're always a highly competitive team in the AHL. Well, you know what? Uh, Hershey runs are very similar to what we had in Oklahoma City and Grand Rapids, where they want their young guys to develop. Also, with that being said, they want their young guys to earn it. And so what they do is they bring in some veteran players to help the young guys out. And Hershey's always been very competitive. I think last year was a bit of an off year for them. Yep. Um, I guess they had a lot of injuries in that. But, 
I'm just getting to know the players right now, um, Bob. Like, there's only two guys I know on there: is Kale Cassie and and Dylan McElrath, To be quite honest, so um, when I get to training camp, it'll be pretty interesting. But uh, it sounds like they're going to give me a pretty decent te- team to win. Um, it's a great opportunity. It's a great city. I know it's a small town, but it's all hockey there. I played there for one year, and um, you know, it's just a lot of good people in the organization. Brian Helmer's the general manager. I coached I coached him in OKC for two years. So like, there's a lot of familiar faces there um, that I'll be working with, so I'm really excited about it. I love McElrath. I wanted the Oilers to sign him. I mean, he's a hard-nosed, tough guy. Uh, not a lot of guys. And we, we know what Kale Keske can do. Like, he's he's a fourth-line energy player. At least you'll have the toughness end of things looked after. That's a given there. Well, you know what I have in Dylan? I had him in Grand Rapids for two years. He's a nice pet to have, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He, he quiets things down out there, and you know, and it helps the younger guys play. You know, it, and that, that, that's the biggest thing. Is it still like? I mean, it's not like it used to be. That's a given. But is it still a little bit part of the game right now, Todd? It is. It is. Um, I saw it in the National League last year, and in the Eastern Conference in the American League, it tends to um, it tends to be a bit tougher. There's you know guys that are brought in to handle that sort of thing. Uh, but it still is part of the game. And to be quite honest, when we got Dylan McArath in the trade from uh, New York, when he came to Grand Rapids, it was the perfect fit because we had a really good hockey team, but we played against teams that had some tough guys. We kind of shied away from the game. And then once we got him in, like that was the last piece we needed. And I honestly think that if we don't have him, we don't win the championship. Yeah, and he ended up winning the Calder Cup there. The Oilers, by the way, uh, Todd, they, they really don't have that at the AHL level. Um, and, and frankly, they don't have that. I mean, they got they got Evander Kane and, and Darnell Nurse that can fight at the NHL level, but those guys are, you know, a first-line forward and a first-pairing defenseman. You know, sometimes you want a little bit of support further down the lineup. You know what I'm saying? No, I hear you, but, like, in the case of the Oilers, uh, they have the puck the whole time. <laughs> so, that's pretty much... When you have the puck the whole time, it's... Uh, I mean, those guys might be chasing you, but they can't catch some of the players you have. So, uh, but 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 it is, it is still part of the game, and it's not like it used to be at all. But uh, the intimidation is still there for sure. All right, uh, look, Todd. We know it's a busy week for uh, you. Thank you for taking uh, time and joining us and uh, and updating all the fans because you still have fans here in Edmonton. They're greatly appreciative of the work that you did in the Oilers organization. Have a great wedding this week, okay? All right, thanks a lot, Bob. Take care, man. Take care. That is Todd Nelson. Uh, He is the uh, head coach in uh, Hershey uh, of the American Hockey League. That is the Washington Capitals uh, farm team. Brian Helmer is the GM there. And uh, the Oilers sort of brought uh, Brian in to look after Oklahoma City on the back end, be a veteran presence, and he played a couple seasons for Todd. Uh, I didn't get to. I didn't see this text in time, Wes. I apologize. Can you ask Todd about Dallas's defenseman Thomas Harley, whose family has roots in Edmonton? Thanks, Wes. Uh, Thomas Harley's father, Brian Harley, was the third string goaltender at the University of Alberta, late 1980s, early 1990s. He ended up becoming a doctor and uh, set up his practice in the states. And if you go to the hockey newses fantasy guide for this season the number one ranked prospect for the Dallas Stars is Thomas Harley who is a um, 
a gifted puck-moving defenseman. be intriguing to watch his development in the Stars organization. He might be the guy that uh, benefits the most from John Klingberg moving on out of Dallas. All right, 146 in Edmonton. We'll uh, get to list Dan Oilers history, tell a couple other stories when we return on Oilers now. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu to list, there are 15 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean Chicken at Royal Pizza. Brendan, you still a fan of the Texan, even though you're not probably a Texans fan anymore? They're, they're, I've come... Um... I've come back around on the team. I'm excited about the way they've looked this preseason. They've got some pieces that I can I can attach my heart to again. So call you know, me a I was Texans a, fan. I was a Cowboys fan in the 70s. And then kind of, you know, since started doing fantasy football in the mid-90s. So now I'm a fan of, you know, whoever my players are. And the other thing is, I'm more of a fan of call, like Alabama and college. More a fan of them than anybody else. So... Uh, yeah, getting a note here from somebody in the league about Hayden Hodson. So there you have it. The Flyers uh, come through. Just hearing Todd Nelson still has fans left. We got people texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line about what a fine guy he was. And he's eminently overqualified to be an American Hockey League head coach again. He, I mean, he's they'll, he'll have, they'll, they'll be able to score. I'm going to tell you that right now. Competitive team. Uh, Neil says, Bob, would it make any sense for the Edmonton Oilers to tar- target Tyler Sagan if Patrick King goes elsewhere? In a word, no. Sagan's got four more years left in his deal. No. There's, how do you make the money work? What's, what's he, nine and a half million bucks? No. I, Nils, I would. And Roland, this is an interesting text from Roland. He says, Bob, in January, Ken Holland risks being fired rather than trading his first round pick. Has anything changed since then? Well, I, I mean, the team went to the third round of the playoffs, so <laughs> the pressure's off Ken a little bit. Uh, as you, the texts are suggesting that Ken was under some pressure. And I do think that the Oilers are more poised and closer to being a, a championship team than they were ago. They were maybe back in January. I mean, they basically added Evander Kane, Brett Kulak, and Jack Campbell to the team. They didn't have Mike Smith in January when the team was struggling. And now they have Kane and Kulak signed a long-term deals. So they got a better team. I mean, what a trade for Kulak. That's what you give up a second-round pick for, is a guy that fits as seamlessly as that. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Brendan, uh, I know you had football this weekend. Did you happen to check anything out on Netflix? Because I know we like to briefly dwell into that area. No, to be honest with you, I was watching as much preseason football as I a lot of the NFL. Yeah. yeah, there um, there's one out on John McAfee that is really uh, that's the Mac you know like the virus whatever the, the protector McAfee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. So I watched that one. Uh, there is also uh, and it's Spanish, but there's also a documentary out on Luis Figo, who is the Portuguese star who left Barcelona and went and uh, signed with Real Madrid, which is sacrilegious in Spanish, in La Liga. Someone threw a pig's head on the field. Uh, he went in to send one in from the corner, 
and it was an infamous moment when he made the transition uh, from uh, Barca to uh, Real. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm about a third of the way through that one. It's pretty interesting because he had a lot of success in the late nineties, uh, obviously with Barcelona, and subsequent to that had success playing. Uh, what did I call those guys? Los Galacros or whatever. They had all the superstar players in Real Madrid in the early 2000s. I mean, Real's pretty much good every year, and Barcelona's trying to make the finances work. So those are two. Uh, the McAfee one was, it was, I, I wouldn't say it was disturbing, but it was a li- it was it was a little off when you watched it. Uh, and there had been a documentary crew follow him alive. Many of you know the story. He uh, committed suicide uh, in the last calendar year. And there's some people that believe, no, he didn't really commit suicide. Ironically enough, since we're talking about Figo, uh, in Spain, he he ended up getting imprisoned in Spain. So, interesting story there. Um, There you have it. Tomorrow... Mark Spector will join us for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live thoroughbred racing Friday and Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Parking and admission are free. For more information, visit thehorses.com. What does... Oh, wait, we got to do this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. Let's do it. We're going to go back to 2010. Yeah, after back-to-back 40-plus point seasons, former sixth overall pick Sam Gagne, you heard him earlier on the show, uh, signs a two-year $4.55 million contract extension with Edmonton Four more seasons here in town before he was traded to Tampa for Teddy Purcell. Remember that deal? Uh, Reed Wilkins reads back. He took a. He was he was gone for the French. Now he often does that for the French. So he took a couple of weeks off. I think he gets about nine weeks off during the uh, the summer. <laughs> Nine weeks off in an eight-week summer. Yeah. (laughs) He will have, uh, well, I'm sure lots to say after a couple weeks off, but also it is uh, an episode of Elks this week at 7.30 tonight with Morley Scott. Uh Uh-oh, what's going on? Uh, all right, uh, 155 in Edmonton. And uh, yes, that wraps up the Monday edition. Uh, coming up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Kevin Robertson, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jayla and I from 3 to 6. I'll rejoin you tomorrow. Spec will be one of our guests.